Ladies and gentlemen, in the blue corner, standing at a sleek 5'11", 245 pounds, the tumultuous tempest of technique, Thomas Lilly. And in the red corner, at a curvaceous 5'11", 315 pounds, the jovial juggernaut of judgment, John Cheryl Sheridan. A meeting of the masters of mastication turn your attention as they delve deep into all things lifting and more. This is Peak Speak. And we're back with exciting news. Yes, we are now professional. We have a sponsor for the show, which is awesome for us, but even more awesome for you. Indeed, because who doesn't love a sweet, sweet online shopping discount code? And in this case, it's an online shopping discount code that gets you delicious coffee delivered to your doorstep. From our good friends, Prism Coffee, who are four Canberra lads who I've known for a while. Uh, who've all worked in and around the specialty coffee industry for some time now and now uh, out on their own they've got a roaster they're roasting beans uh, and just generally kicking ass with delicious coffee so john how do the people get this amazing <laughs> discount you speak of go to their website which is prismcoffee.com.au pick from the couple of different blends and some single origins that they've got you can get it ground you can get it in whole beans if you prefer to grind your own they've got all of the options uh, and then you use the code PEAKSPEAK in the discount bit of the shopping cart and uh, you'll get a sneaky 10% off and it'll rock up on your doorstep in some amount of time I don't remember exactly what it is but I think they express post everything so hopefully quickly perfect Amazing. And well, that's it. Without further ado, here's, here's the episode. Yeah. Enjoy. Presented by Thomas Lilly and John Sarah and baby cry in the background, not included. Spontaneity. As I said to someone this morning who was like, hey, do you want to get a coffee this morning? I was like, no, I'm a 32-year-old man with a child and a business. Nothing in my life happens with less than 48 hours notice. <laughs> and even 48 hours notice is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording, by the way. Yeah, so am I. I oh. think that's a funny place to start. Oh, this uh, is the start of the podcast then. Yeah, me being a grumpy old prick. Yeah. I'm okay well, with that. Building gym equipment is rapidly making me very grumpy. Yeah, I'm not surprised, man. It does not look like a fun time at all. Yeah, so let's paint the picture for everyone. So, uh, I got two, two containers of gym equipment um, going to various places. Uh Sam's coming south to me. I'm excited for that. A couple, a couple bits down there. But picture this: they're all in gigantic, oversized crates. Each piece is individually bubble wrapped, and on the piece is sticky taped a very, very, very tiny picture, like two by two centimeters, <laughs> photo of the equipment that the piece belongs to. Um, so it's like the world's shittest jigsaw puzzle. Factor in about twenty crates, each with, you know, five to six pieces of gym equipment not necessarily all packaged together oh that's even uh, better thankfully so daniel and i uh, daniel who owns the brisbane gym with me we spent all of thursday and friday sorting it out and have built two gyms worth and so far have only screwed up one or two little very little things that's um, fucking impressive man so, yeah it's it's uh, it's been a miracle yeah um, one of the screw-ups was completely missing one machine um, Oh, yeah, that'll do it. The other screw up is like missing one little part that's 
will be easy to find anyway. Yeah, that's right. But I yeah, was then, talking to Jamie about it last week, and he was like, "Yeah, the worst thing about gym equipment because he's obviously about to move as well." Yeah. He's heavy? like, "Gym equipment's old, yeah, designed to be really fucking heavy and <laughs> awkward and solid and just unpleasant." Yeah, I, l- I listened to the episode yesterday. It was good. Um, always good insights from from uh, that guy. He's a good dude. Like, indeed, love Jamie. Indeed, it was a good uh, episode. Uh, yeah, and so the absolute hardest part of all of this in my opinion, not hardest, but tedious is unwrapping the stuff. It takes so long to unwrap it, like uncomfortably long to unwrap every individual piece. Yeah. But it's an adventure. It's an adventure. Apologies to uh, anyone who's tried to contact me for the last five days because I haven't responded to fucking anything (laughs) unless it's very urgent. Yeah, that's um, a job that I do not envy. I mean, it's one of those things that I like the idea of the end result. There's a lot of effort in the middle there that yeah. seems like a lot of work. Yeah. You know what I should have done? I should have gone on Instagram and made a made a story and been like, hey, all clients, by the way, I am doing this. Uh, instead of contacting people individually or through a channel that the whole world doesn't see to see how poor uh, I'm managing my time. Anyway. That, w- that would have been the smarter decision. <laughs> but, you know. I was, I was being strongly sarcastic, by the way. I can't stand it when people do that. And if you're a coach, don't do that because it's not a good look. Speaking of coaching and business. Oh, segue. I, I have to say, I slipped some pretty solid segues into last week's episode in your absence. So. Yeah, no, no. I was, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Like and not it. even intentionally. It was great. Mm. Yeah, so uh, this episode is probably going to be short because uh, I've got gym, gym equipment to build. To move, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we were both talking a little bit earlier about this idea of, of, of plagiarism in our industry and, you know, over, over the eons of the fitness world, uh, there's been people calling out people for, for stealing their stuff and for copying their stuff. And um, on a more micro level, like in, in our inner circles, I'm sure you've seen this come up quite a bit where the the purported plagiarism is not necessarily plagiarism at all. And it just got me thinking to, you know, how blurry that line is between drawing a either drawing inspiration or b the fact that we're doing the same thing. Like as yeah. a strength coach or a coach invested in something like powerlifting, there's not a huge amount of innovation uh, that needs to go into it, uh, especially if we're talking about something like programming, right? or technique it's like there's there's not besides of course the zero coach development system there hasn't been much innovation in the powerlifting world for a very long time and so um the the likelihood that your method has been completely stolen or plagiarized is probably a little bit far-fetched i don't know what do you what do you think about all this stuff look i always liked uh i think it was cws who like who liked to talk about the idea that uh you would credit someone for a piece of information three mm. times and after you've credited credited them publicly three times you own that piece of information and you can just claim it as your own <laughs> so that's the way i like to learn things um but no i i agree with you i think it's a a blurry line because there's an industry full of people who are attempting to differentiate themselves from the masses when unfortunately the vast majority of the information that's being presented is based on the same factual information you know like there's only so many discussions we can have about where muscles insert and 
originate and which direction those fibers run in because until we start genuinely cutting people open and finding the differences for the most part we're all using the same textbooks and and stuff Mm. like that and um i think unless you're very much deep in the research world and, and can show tangible evidence that you've come up with a like genuinely novel information otherwise it's really just your presentation of the facts right it's it's your interpretation of it it's your model so to speak and i think with the advent of things like the zero coach development program jamie's coach development program and every other man and his dog who's got a coach development program (laughs) says the guy sitting here in the process of developing a coach development program (laughs) um maybe we need a coach development coach development program i'm on it (laughs) um but Ultimately, like it, it's all, we're all just essentially presenting our model, right? And mm-hmm. our our thought process that goes into the things we're doing. And I think for me, like I, so I did our workshop on the weekend uh, for the first time with like you know the new structure that I'd put to it. And I, one of the things I said at the start was, I'm, I'm not trying to present any of this as hard verifiable fact this is the only way to do it you can't possibly think of anything else this is how i think about things and this is the model that i use to make decisions in what i'm doing in training these are the people that i've gained influence from or i've learned things from uh and these are the directions i like people to go in to learn more but it's yeah i think becomes a very blurry area especially when you start going down the road of teaching other people the things that you know for money and that's that's where i think it can get dangerous because potentially you just end up parroting someone else's complete system or complete model and not being able to actually differentiate yourself and therefore maybe it does go further down the road of plagiarism it's um yeah it's hard yeah i i kind of i, I kind of look at this from both directions uh and i look at it uh in terms of ownership from both directions so if you were the pe- if you were the person drawing inspiration from someone else's whatever, be it their methodology, the technique they use, the way they write their programming, even like the structure of their programming in terms of the, like the cosmetics of how it's delivered. If you were the person you know drawing inspiration from a source or various sources, the ownership is on you to put your personal spin on it and to make it yours. I think there's nothing wrong with drawing inspiration in terms of formatting, in terms of layout, in terms of even like the progressions people use or percentages or RPEs or whatever, because all of that stuff is pretty stock standard. But if you're not taking taking ownership to make that yours by, you know, changing the color scheme, putting logos on it, changing the size and making it like, you know, copy so-and-so's homework, but make it a little bit different kind of thing. If you're not making that effort, my opinion is that like, if, if you can't even direct that much effort into making this thing yours, you're not going to go far as a coach anyway, because you don't yeah, have exactly. what it takes because you, you're lazy. You're copying, you're plagiarizing, you're lazy. You're not going to go far because you can't copy what, someone else already has and that's where the ownership flip switches as well it's like yeah i've had people plenty of times in the past saying oh so-and-so teaches this course like you too or so-and-so talks about these rules or pillars and so-and-so oh their program looks exactly like yours i'm like fantastic who cares they don't have this they don't have my brain they don't have the way that i can you know apply my own system no one has that so go ahead steal it i don't care because i'm going to do it better i'm going to do it my way and if you get success out of it, that just shows that even a shitty version of my system is still a great system. And that's yeah. just like ego stroking for me. So it's like- Which is and- what Thomas really needs in his life is more <laughs> ego stroking. So it's, it's not, uh, 
you don't have to be because people get really pissy about when people like have a program that looks similar or, or your way of teaching technique like, oh they stole that from me they copied that from me it's like don't get so caught up in that that's just a waste of your time and energy and effort just keep making what you do better and get better at what you do because uh, they can't do that because you're the one yeah. who made it up yeah and that's that's the thing is being able to put your personal touch on it like i've I mean, I've paid for programs. I've been parts of, you know, communities and things like that and seen things and be like, wow, I've never thought about it from that perspective or I've never thought about adding that element into my programming or, or something like that. And then going away and thinking about, okay, well, how does that integrate into what I already do? Mm. And that's the thing that we've talked about a couple of times in varying degrees uh, like when I did the Pat Davidson course and how I, I mentioned at the time, I'm glad I didn't do it five or six years ago because then yeah. I'd be a Pat Davidson coach. I wouldn't be me mm. with influences from all these other people. And I think that recognizing that I am myself and, and I am a unique person in the industry and my views are valued in many ways re- allows you then to be able to take ownership, like you said, of building out your understanding of it. And I think too many people rely on regurgitation rather than you know like learning and integrating and then developing themselves mm. uh and for me i think it like i have it from a mindset standpoint i really enjoy the idea of like developing this model as a sort of ongoing thing in my head mm. uh cuz i find it fascinating right i i find the idea of explaining things you know like even going down like Bill Hartman's wormholes and some of that stuff. I find it just fascinating to think about. And so I get a lot of joy out of listening to different people's points of view and either then arguing with myself or virtually with video pre-recorded videos of them that they can't answer to um, about how that fits into my system or how it doesn't fit into my system and they're wrong and you're all fucking idiots. Um, But for the most part, I have those arguments in private because it's me taking the information I've got and, and processing it and, and synthesizing it into something that then provides value to me or or not, as the case may be. Whereas um, I think the advent of 15-word Instagram tiles and a range of other engagement-based protocols have left people just regurgitating information from others in a way that just it is pure plagiarism right you're just parroting the idea to the next level down and that just makes you a shitty middleman at best as opposed to someone who's actually adding value to people's lives yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i'm just imagining you arguing with the person on the phone on the computer because i do exactly the same thing uh, yeah. there's there's this one guy i'll i'll find his name and tell you after i'm not going to say it on the thing because i Good. i think i know what his name is but i can't remember yeah um uh, but he posts a lot of like technique help stuff uh on the internet and it's always wrong or i i always strongly disagree with it because it's like really smart but like poor application and see exactly where it's going to fail just because i'm I'm, you know Uh, but it's yeah i can just i'm the same i sit there and i'm just like nah nah you can't no that's wrong that's actually wrong that's yeah not even like my opinion you're just wrong yeah 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 you are Um, inarguably incorrect yeah 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 Uh, yeah that that idea of uh of of making things yours is is just so important and it, like it's so easy and i'm sure you went through this too i mean I, I think we all have like if you've had a coach or if you've you know 
you know, you got into this and you got inspiration from other coaches and you get taught or you learn to do things based on this inspiration a particular way. Um, you kind of get stuck in it works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's part of the system and you stop thinking about it. For, for me, nothing was clearer than this, than my actual program layout, like the, the way I built it in spreadsheets before I saved it and sent it off. Um, it looked a particular way and it was it was inspired by the first programs that I was ever drawing inspiration off, which was when I opened PTC, Scott sent me a bunch of his programs. And so like he had these programs written out and I started using them and putting my own spin on the program. And But I just used the same format. So they looked yep. exactly the same. And then over the years, I'm sure his went a particular direction. Mine just stayed the same sort of format which, and it was ugly. It was like really ugly. Um, and uh it didn't have any any feel to it like there was no color schemes and no logos it was just plain you know it mm. wasn't ugly it was just plain you could read yep. it and it was functional and it said what the person needed to do and to me i was like that's enough yeah and then i started presenting to people and i would pull up my programming and show them and be embarrassed to show them how plain it was when they would send me stuff that was meticulously like color coordinated and and logoed and beautiful and be like I know how to do this. Why don't I just do this? And like, I, you know, turned it into mine. It wasn't until I actually started showing people what my stuff looked like and was embarrassed by it that I started really putting my own spin on it. And um, it was kind of pivotal for me because that was right around the time I had rebranded to zero as well. Mm. Um, and now I'm, you know, especially with bringing people into my, my zero vision, it's so important for me to have everything zeroified. And no yeah. one can do that. No one can see it the way that I see it. Even, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is getting a little bit off topic, but even um, we ordered some Pioneer stuff straight from Pioneer recently. Uh, and I got one of those adjustable lever belts. Oh, yeah. And, and so did Daniel. Um, and he's like, hey, we can, they've got an option where you can send your logo and they put it on the on the belt. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, let's do that. As in like the, they etch it onto the lever. So we got these, oh, yeah, nice. these logos etched onto the lever. And we got when we got it sent through, I was so disappointed because mine was like, you know, when you put something into Word and you like resize it and it squashes it. Yeah, yeah. So like both the of them spacing's not quite right. Yeah, but both of them yeah. had been squashed, but by such a minimal amount that literally no one else can see it but me. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, look at it, it's squashed. It looks like <laughs> shit, and everyone's like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, because it's my baby, right? Yeah, man, I, exactly. I actually like, made Daniel send a really long uh, complaint email about it. Uh, and I wanted to take their logo and like squash it and be like, would you be happy if this was your logo? Very slightly. And yeah. They replied back and said, sorry for this minor inconvenience. We can't help you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the best. But yeah, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that like when you make things work, there's, uh, when, that you, when you make things yours, there's a far greater sense of ownership to them so there's nothing wrong with drawing inspiration from from people, but if you're really going to succeed, you get, the, your brand is part of your business, your image, and that's part of your coaching. Like it, it's all intertwined. You can't just look yeah. at yourself as like this technique programming machine. There's there's a lot more to it, and all of this stuff uh, comes into play. Yeah, exactly. And that idea of taking inspiration, I think, is really important. Like it's it's easy to talk about like not plagiarizing not stealing people's ideas and therefore you should like learn everything and synthesize it from first principles and textbooks and shit like that and that's just not practical nor is it useful i think you know some of the best parts of my coaching 
philosophy, my coaching service have come or been built off inspiration from people like you, people like Jamie and people beyond that who offer things that I don't or have view points of view that I had not considered. And all of those things have become a pivotal part of the service that Burley offers, but it's very different from the service that you offer, even mm. though on like 99.8% of things we agree and on the other 0.02% of things you're wrong. Um, <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Uh, I, I think people would still see our coaching presentations as two very distinct products, right? Like mm. you could you could remove all the logos, you could remove all the formatting. And I reckon anyone who's been coached by both of us or had experience with both of us more directly than just say the podcast could probably pick the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it, it's we're still basing it all on the same principles. We're still basing it on very much the same fundamental viewpoint from the vast majority of things, but it would be two distinctly different things. And I think that's where the uniqueness of the individual slash individuals who are presenting the information comes into play. Yeah. I I think there's, um, uh, there's this interesting, like, uh, I don't know, paradox, whatever of just claiming ownership of stuff that's not yours in this space. Um, and I, I, don't, I actually don't have a problem with it. I think there's a, there's a great deal of power to it. Like a lot of people get pissy about Baz saying, this is my bench technique. Because mm. essentially all he's saying is like, this is the bench technique that I use for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, like that's what I do. I use a technique for everyone. And I would very confidently say that, you know, the way that I teach, present, uh, the coach development stuff and the way that I use it in practice, I would say that that is my system. I would say yes. I created it, I own it, it's mine. Um, I, I think there is some power and some value to that. Uh, I think where it starts to get really hairy is exactly what we've been talking about the whole time. Is like when someone else takes the liberty to use that system, which they are at full liberty to do, um, where does it where does it become a bad thing? Like, does it become a bad thing when they're making more money than you? Because they're a coach taking that system and using it with their clients. They're making money out of it which would be plagiarism to some degree. Um, but is it only when it starts to get bigger than you? Or like uh, it's, it, yeah, I guess it's the the thing that blows my mind is like at what point do you call someone out on this or at what point does this start to really matter? Because there, there has to be a point, right? It's just, it's so blurry. Yeah. And look, I tend to agree more with you than I do the idea of spending my life calling people out on the internet. Uh, (laughs) Mostly because I think it's a fucking waste of time for the most part. Uh, And from a like, you know, people stealing your ideas or concepts, I I agree with you in the like, okay, well, you can take my ideas and you can have some success with them and that's great, but you will never be as good at them as I am because they're my ideas or they're my concepts or they're my system or my method. And so ultimately that's always going to be a representation of me and all of the, the biases that I bring to the table, both positive and negative, and therefore the only person who can deliver it to its fullest effect in terms of the system as itself is me or anyone who's been taught the process by me. And even then they're going to like, you know, even all of the coaches that, 
you employ and work under the Zero brand who've learned through the Zero system are all going to have very slightly different approaches to it because they're all different individuals. Mm. As much as we would like to clone the emotionless robot that is Thomas Lilly, we can't. We're not successfully yet. Um, and thus, you're stuck with a bunch of people who are as close as you can get but all have their own individual take. And I think that's where the like the value in there being so many coaching options is is everyone can present their own system. Everyone can present a different set of viewpoints and ideas. And then as an athlete, you have this opportunity to learn from a whole bunch of them. And potentially you end up being an athlete who learns from a bunch of coaches and then becomes a coach yourself. And that's fucking cool too. And I think then you've taken inspiration from a whole range of areas and found things you don't like and things you do like. Mm. And fuck, the gyms I worked in before I owned a gym taught me a lot about what I don't want to do in a gym. I didn't steal any of their ideas because I thought they were all shit. But that's not to say if I'd been in a good gym and seen good ideas and good execution, I wouldn't then use that as an inspiration for the product that I mm, built. For sure. So, yeah, it's it's a murky water. But, um, yeah. you know, maybe just everyone fucking spend your life not calling people out on the internet let's, and instead... just get along. Yeah, focus on just, like, lifting heavy things and teaching people how to lift them and, you know, we can all just have a nice mm. time. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, it comes back to anything. Okay. All you can control is your own actions. All, all exactly. you can control is your own responses. If you focus on making your business better and you focus on making you grow as a lifter and a coach, you're, you're always going to be more better off for doing that than uh, investing in any negative energy. Yep. Anyway, that's enough. Oh, by the way, I was at... Uh, I was at the GPC comp uh, down in Melbourne on the weekend and mm. lots of lots of Peak Speak fans. Everyone came up and said hello and said they were listening this morning. And thank Excellent. you so much to everyone for listening and always say hi to us at comps. We really love it. That's cool. Yes, we do. It was it's still, it's a bit weird when people are like, I recognize your voice before they recognize my face. But, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. All right. Sweet. Done.